What if your divorce actually was kind of a good thing? I get it. I get it. You didn't want the divorce. You're still in a world of hurt and you've got a lot of suffering going on. But just maybe, what if harnessing the power of your divorce could actually or help you become a better man? We're going to be talking about that this week on episode 184 of The Relaxed Mail. This is The Relaxed Mail, a show that comes to you each week helping men to remove the nice guy from their life so they can actually live their life on their terms. Join the host certified coach Brian Goodwin as he helps men step out of their heads and become free from the thoughts that bind them. Hey man, hello and welcome to Relaxed Mail. This is your host, Brian, and I am a certified men's coach that assists men who are just neck deep in the suffering of their life, men who are going through a divorce, men who are just going through their day-to-day struggles. Life can come at us fast, and there are times that we just become so overwhelmed that we just don't know what to do with ourselves. I am here to help you get your feet back underneath you, Get to the root of your suffering and help you step back and just so that you can relax and enjoy life. So, man, today we're talking about looking at a divorce a little bit differently. And we're kind of using this as an analogy. I was originally had this whole this whole concept of us avoiding our discomfort is where I'm where I'm wanting to really go with this. But before we actually jump in here, I just, again, I want to say hello, welcome to all the new guys. We have got more new guys coming in. I am starting to have some decent conversations with a lot of you men. And this is an interesting little aspect, a little dive or a diversion or a port a portion of the, uh, of the, the podcast. I really didn't think I was going to have much of is these starting to have these conversations. Now we're not doing enough as of yet where I think we need to start getting a group together unless that's something y'all want. If y'all want, then shoot a message over to me, Brian with a Y at relaxedmail.com. And, uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions on what, you think of, of having a, a, like a Facebook group or some type of group where all y'all could actually start meeting. But before we, but anyhow, just guys, we're still growing. We're still coming up with, we're getting more and more guys. And that's all thanks to actually you sharing your, these episodes out, sharing the, the po- blog posts and podcast episodes, sharing all those out with the, your, the men you are, are connected with and living your life with. This is, that's the whole reason why we're growing. So guys, thank you very much. Now to jump on in, uh, one, a lot of us guys, well, it's actually not even just us guys, us humans, we avoid discomfort and there's a reason why, because it's more comfortable to be comfortable. And so when things become uncomfortable and we have to find ourselves in discomfort, we're going to try to avoid it. We start having very limiting thoughts about what what it actually means to be going through a divorce. Now, yeah, back in, you know, even back before the 60s, being divorced wasn't something to be proud of. And it's still actually not something to be proud of. There's a lot of feminists out there who are out there touting this as a as a good thing, but it's it can be but at the, on the, on the whole, no, it's not. It, divorce still isn't a great thing. 
because we're taking two people who have promised each other, held a vow, told, gave each other a vow. And then just because things get a little rough, things get a little choppy. Someone is starting to have second thoughts instead of figuring out how to make the problem work, how to get that, how to change yourself so that you, your, your part of the, of the endeavor works better. These days, a lot of people are just wanting to just blow the, up the whole the whole shebang and go, yeah, no. Or even worse, these days, uh, young adults aren't even actually getting married. They're just, eh, we'll just live together. We'll just, we'll play pretend that we're married, though we don't have to actually give our commitment to that person. We don't have to give our word to that other person. And the reason why I say that is because you know, tomorrow – like my daughter, love her dearly, but and I think that they are venturing into the direction that I'm. I would like for them to go, but even if they don't, I mean, right now, my daughter could decide. You know what? I'm I'm done with this, and she could leave and leave her boyfriend high and dry. There's a lot of mental anguish there. Could you know? Or he could, uh, you know, or. Her boyfriend could just decide, you know what? I'm, I'm kind of done playing dad here with my, with my own kid. I, I would rather go move back to where I'm from and, and live there. Nothing stopping him from doing that because he has no, he has no commitment, actual commitment to her. He hasn't sat down and gone that you, I, I want you to be my wife and, and become the, the, and have all the benefits of you being my wife. So a lot of people are avoiding marriage now. And you've got the whole hookup culture, which is bleeding into society. And this is, and that's a whole problem in itself. And I know I sound like I'm an 80 year old man right now, getting ready to just scream, get off my lawn. But it's, it's not, it's not that I'm looking at the whole. What causes men a lot of anguish these days, a lot of suffering in their day-to-day life? And that is a lot. Uh, one of the big problems that so many men go through is this whole divorce thing. The reason why this is a big problem is because of, one, how people actually respond to divorce. When you are the guy and you're sitting there, you've gotten home from work and you're kind of tinkering around the house, doing this, that, and these and those, and all of a sudden, you know, that night you're getting all laid down, getting ready to go to bed. And so you can get up and go to work in the morning. You, your wife goes, I want a divorce. And I don't know if they're all that tactless about it, but some of them may, some of them may be a lead into a conversation to where she gets to the point where she's going, you know, I want a divorce. I need you to move out tomorrow, blah, 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 blah. You know, yada, 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 uh, whatever, however, you know, the the sto- the words shared between the two people are different, but the circumstance is the same. She wants the divorce. You all of a sudden are thrown into this tumultuous. Oh, I don't even know what else to, to really call. It. It's just this tumultuous point in your life where all of a sudden you don't. You're nothing is certain. Nothing that you were used to is even concrete anymore. It's just everything's turned to sand and it is just forever shifting on you. And this is a time where because of the uncertainty, 
A lot of men develop a very big victim narrative. Oh, it's her fault. He may start calling her names. She may be calling him names, but he's starting to call her names. He's starting to talk about how she's turning the kids against him. How, uh, he doesn't have enough money. She's all she's after is uh, his money and wanting to run off with uh, his uh uh, his meager fortune that he has uh, put together and uh, you got all this other stuff. You hear all this stuff, uh, talk, guys talked about how they're being the victim. Now is, are there some elements of truth to this? Yeah. The same as there's some elements of truth to where the women are uh, got their own victim mindset going, but also, especially when it comes around money, those resources start becoming very, very valuable. And so that's where a lot of the fighting comes into place. And a lot of men become incredibly depressed and hopeless over the mount, uh, over the fact that they are losing the wealth that they generated. I can't remember if I have talked about this before, but my mom for a while knew a guy named Wayne and Wayne. And the reason why I'm talking about Wayne is because Wayne's not around anymore, sadly. But Wayne had taken the time to, through the restaurant industry, which is not an easy industry to work in and to build a wealth through wealth in, but he had done so. He had gone through, built up a nice little fortune for himself and his wife and had had a property in, in uh, the uh, Texas area, had a ranch in the Dallas area, or not Dallas, Texas area. In Texas Hill Country area, as a matter of fact, that's even more expensive. And he, as he got older and stuff, all of a sudden, his wife went out and had an affair. Now, interestingly enough, then how this got tied in with my mom is because she went off and had an affair with my mom's ex-husband. But through his, Wayne's divorce, something that can be viewed as very unfair happened. She got the ranch. She got 90%, if not more, of the money. And now what are the details of it? I, I have no idea, but I know that, that he got, he pretty much lost everything in the divorce. And because of that, and because of his scarcity mindset that he had around the fact that he lost everything, he actually committed suicide by police. And the reason why I, I mentioned that is because, again, this is how people respond to divorces, the whole circumstance that is centered around a divorce, especially ones that are incredibly contentious and has accusations of improprieties and accusations of abuse and all this other stuff being thrown around. And guys want to try to fix the problem or they start getting really scared about what's being done. And so they do stupid, drastic actions. And this is something that is just all happening within their mind. How do people respond to divorce? Um, 90% of the time, if they're on the receiving end of the request for a divorce, they handle it very badly. The people wanting the divorce, they often have a very good, uh, have a better response. Now, they still don't fix the problems because you know, thinking that a divorce is going to make you happy is not going to make you happy. 
Thinking a divorce is going to fix your problems is not going to fix your problems. Those thoughts about what make you happy, what your problems are, are going to be with you even once the judge says all's done and out of there. So a lot of people think that divorce is a good thing and they come to come to see that it's not. But I want to help you see, especially if you're the one that is being handed the divorce papers saying you sign them or else, how does this become, how can you actually come through on the other side being a better man? And for a while, I was actually, my men's group that I'm working on and the coaching program that I'm working on is was going to be called the Divorce Crucible. And the crucible is the cup that holds the the scraps of metal, the pieces of metal for smelting. So you melt it down. You melt everything down. That's the discomfort that everybody feels. And what you do once everything's melted down depends on how of how refined you're going to come out on the side. A lot of guys seem to want to throw extra impurities into it. And all of a sudden they come out and they've got this really weak, brittle, crappy piece of metal. Or they can actually take the negative stuff, the stuff that's burnt off, the slag, as it's called in smelting, and they're wanting to scrape it off, discard it, and now you've got a more pure metal, and you, which makes you stronger. You can add controlled uh, in a controlled fashion, add elements to it. So you may have some iron that you add a little nickel to and you add a little cop, uh, carbon to and you add some other stuff to and all of a sudden that iron is transformed into something stronger. Still, you add a little nickel to it and all of a sudden you have stainless steel. And so you get better and better materials if you're able to control what's put in and put out of your life, but you have to go through that discomfort. So that's the reason I was going to call it the uh, divorce crucible, but instead I've changed it over to where it's, it's just the divorced man's group or divorced man man's package. So how does divorce actually make your life better? Well, there's several things that help you out. One, you learn what you're actually in control of. So many guys suffer and and fight over the fact that they think they need to control a lot more than what they actually can control. You can control only two things, man. You can control your thoughts. You control your actions. You can't control your wife's, soon-to-be ex-wife's actions. You actually can't even control your children. Your ex-wife can't control your children. Your children can only control themselves. Now you can influence them, but they have no control or you have no control over it. Now, a lot of people worry that their children are going to be uh, turned against them, but because the people worry about that so much, they in fact actually become a self-fulfilling prophecy because they start doing really stupid stuff that compounds the fact that uh, uh, compounds and reinforces what their wife or ex-wife is telling the kids. Oh, he's he got anger problems. And all of a sudden dad shows up and he's hollering and screaming and throwing hands and, and everything else. Yeah. Well, looks like dad, mom's right. Dad does have some, uh, some anger issues. I, uh, you know, maybe she's right. Maybe he isn't a great and wonderful man as you thought. If you can remain calm and you can look at what's going on in your life and be able to understand the emotions associated with it, you change how you're going to show up. 
If you're going to show up to a divorce proceeding with the thought that you're going to be screwed over, well, you're going to act that that part. You're going to come out showing being the victim, and the judge doesn't respect victims. Courts don't respect victims. If you're being the victim, then you're not. You're going to be screwed over. And I'm not saying the victim of a crime i'm saying if you're showing up going oh i'm the one who's being most taken advantage of and you're sitting there crying about it that's you playing the victim and you're not going to get any respect for showing up like that you also learn what pillars are actually needing to be shored up you're going to find out oh i'll i really don't know how to communicate with my kids now. Well, there you go. You need to start working on your mind pillar. You start working on that mind and building it up. Start learning something. Stop thinking you knew already knew it all because you obviously sh- have shown you didn't hardly know anything. Oh, well, I, I'm, I've got to start dating now and I've got this dumpy body. Chicks ain't going to dig the dumpy dad bod. All right. No matter what. The folks out there want to try to tell you, oh, the dad bod is hot. No, actually they aren't. They're trying to convince because a lot of the, the woke culture is actually about, they want to bring ugly into the, I mean, look at the, look at half the woke women. I mean, they've got blue hair and 47 piercings in their face and they're not in typical pretty areas either. They're like between the eyes and, hook them and rings in the nose. So they're looking like pigs or cows. They're, you know, they've got usually some stud right up below their lip and between their lip and their chin. And sometimes they've got artificial dimples because they've stuck a couple studs in their cheeks and no, they're, they don't look pretty. I'm sorry. They may think they are. They may, the tattoos may make, they think they're, are, they're adding beauty, but no, they're subtracting beauty. And that is one of the sad parts about this. That's why they've got women trying to look like really ugly men and, or pretty men because they're, they don't look like men. They just look like really pretty women dressed as dudes. And you've got, You've got dudes that look like really, really ugly women. So you need to have your body pillar reinforced. Get yourself into shape. Get yourself, get some decent muscle built up. Look like you can actually carry your own in a fight. Learn how to fight. That gets you into shape more than anything. Learn how to fight. Learn how to get into some Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Get to to learning how to actually put a person into a submission hold. Those are things you need to do to be able to protect your next wife. Know what you're driven to do. Sit, going home, sitting on the couch every, after work and not having a purpose is one of the reasons why your wife got tired of you. She wanted to go on an adventure with you, and your adventure is, uh, I came home from work. Adventure is sitting on the couch watching Netflix. Dude, there's no adventure in that. So, yeah, she got bored and found someone who's out on an adventure, and you got left behind, and now you're mad that she left you behind. That's not her fault. That is all 100% you. And then you also, most of the many, many guys actually find out that their community pillar is gone. All right. 
they got married all of a sudden all their buddies and all their male friends have gone and done other things and they have that and they find out they don't have really anybody to turn to when they need that masculine energy the most they don't have it so you learn real quick what pillars you got to work on you also get to see where you need to start taking more responsibility oh yeah, yeah, you've got to take a lot of responsibility for things that you had no action in happening, except for the fact that you did have action and, and you did take action in a lot of stuff. You sat around and watched football instead of going outside and loving on your son. You spent, spent more time in front of the television playing video games than sitting with your wife. And having a committed conversation with her, you wanted to do other things more. So now you've got to take responsibility for those actions. You had a part in the scenario of your divorce. And I know, man, I sound like I am just dogging all over you. And to a point, I am dogging on you, but I'm dogging on you for the fact that I want you to become better. You have to understand that. Yeah. Things are going to be uncomfortable, as you know, through the fact that you're going through a divorce right now. Things are getting uncomfortable. Things are going to become a lot more uncomfortable, but you can actually take that discomfort and turn it into a power. You can use that as the catalyst for you to become the better man. This uh, getting a divorce causes you to, gives you the ability to see what's possible down the future down that road is a long straight road and it doesn't bend and so you actually get an idea of hey there's civilization over on the horizon that's cool what's happening over there and then finally you actually get to find out that you can accomplish a lot of really hard things man your accomplishments are based on the difficulty that you get so if you all of a sudden are just doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that, your accomplishment's going to be there, but it's not going to be as great as you going out and rebuilding your wealth in a quarter of the time that you took, that it took you the first time, because you find out that, Oh, I already knew how to make a million dollars saying, if you had a million dollars, that your wife ran off with ex-wife ran off with you would, to fret about that, yeah, it's a little pissing. It'll piss you off a bit, and that's fine. You can feel those emotions. There's nothing wrong with feeling emotions. I encourage you to feel those emotions. When you get angry, let those emotions go. Let that butt hurt flow through you because you know what? That, that's a thought that you're having. You're a human being. You're going to have different experiences with those emotions, but you become stronger thanks to those experiences, thanks to those emotions. You get through on the other side going, yeah, a better sense of accomplishment, a sense of, of self-respect, a sense of self-confidence when you pass through that barrier of discomfort. You also figure out, hey, that you can learn from the mistakes you made and you can do this. And I actually recommend everybody do this every night, but you could sit down and grab a, a piece of paper and write down the the answers to these different questions. And I would recommend you do so ask yourself, what did I do? And if it's on a daily basis, you know, what did you do today? 
If it's about your divorce, what did you do? What did you do that caused that warranted that divorce? Learn from the mistakes you made. From there, what could you have changed? Again, for today or through for your divorce, what could you have changed? What could you not change? What was out of your control? Good question to ask because when you understand what you have as a, the ability to change and what you have the ability to not change, you're going to not waste your energy on stuff that you can't change. You're going to start understanding, hey, man, I, I've got to stop throwing all this energy against something that's not helping me. It's not going to benefit me if they on what they do either one way or the other. So figure out what you could not change. What do you stand to learn from this experience? This is where you get to open your mind. What do you learn from this? And phrase it in a way that is where you're not a victim. Well, but I am. Are you? Let me, let me use an example here. I grew up in a small town. This town of at that time was about 15 to 1900 people, depending on, you know, which decade you were in. Anyhow, it's a small, a small town is a, it's a one mile by one mile town. It's, it's small. It is an agricultural town, but because we lived in an agricultural town, there are many times that I had to get up in the cold every day and go and just, just break up ice for the cattle to feed the cattle, had to go and, you know, do all sorts of different things, especially in the wintertime. I just got finished with work and I have to go and now mess with the cattle. I haven't even been able to sit down to do my homework yet, which I will have to and not get done until 11, 12 o'clock at night. Didn't even get a chance to sit down and enjoy anything I wanted to do. No, I had to go with dad and that was after football practice. So we may have got done at six. And so it was already dark and had to go out and reduce uh, particular stuff. You know, we had to, I was given animals that I had to take care of for, for 4-H projects. And these are things I had to do. And somewhere in there, I was going to have to find time to go out and go date girls and, and, and get my chores done at the house and all the other stuff. I could either look at it like that, or I could turn around and go, I went, because I lived in a small town, I was given the responsibility of making sure the cattle had water. I was given the responsibility of making of making sure the pigs were fed because the pigs were my 4-H project. I was given expectations. I had expectations on me that I needed to fulfill. Because of that, I was became a lot more prepared to be able to handle my life as it came about. So which one had more power, the first one or the second one? You can actually look at the same picture, exact same thing. And it's either a good thing or it's a bad. It's, it, I've gained power because of it, or I have sacrificed and thrown away my power. So what do you stand to learn from this experience? And that's where the last question comes into play. Where did you give your power away? 
If you're noticing that the only way you can write that is in a victim-oriented frame of mind, step back a half step and look at where you gave your power away and know that that place where you gave your power away, your power is still there. It's still right there in your in your grasp. It's It never actually left you. You just chose to ignore it because you wanted to give it away. You still have that power. You can still regain that power and you can still utilize that power. And that's the main reason why victims don't have the, don't have any respect it's because they want to stomp around and go, I'm powerless. I couldn't help. I'm a, uh, uh. Dude, it's like someone saying, I can't help but, but eat because I, you know, I, all this food is right here. Well, man, you could just take the spoon that's in your hand and let it go. You have the power. Oh, I couldn't help it. The hamburger jumped into my mouth. Whatever, dude. That's the excuse you want to give. People see through the lies. And you are able to turn off the lie machine and start telling the truth. And you tell the truth by owning up to your responsibilities, accepting the responsibilities you have and claiming your power. You can stay out of that victim mindset by not giving away your power by claiming responsibility, by taking what is being said and claiming it as your own. And the actions that happen are your actions. Even a lack of action is an action. To not decide is to decide. So if you're wanting to stay out of the victim mindset, you've got to accept full responsibility for all your actions. And when you do that, you actually will allow yourself to become a better man. You will start harnessing the power. You will start seeing that, hey, my thoughts make my emotions and my emotions create my actions. My actions create my results. So therefore, I know my thoughts create my results. I can go through and change my world like that. You just have to want to change. You just have to want to claim your power back. You just have to want to become the better man. You can't control your wife. Your wife is going to be a burning trash fire if that's what she wants to do. And what she does to you may look like it's a burning dumpster fire. It may just be the hottest freaking dumpster fire known to man. But to her, who knows? Maybe she thinks she's on top of the world. What are you, who is it for you to decide? You've got your own mess. You're sitting here in a, in a one bedroom apartment thinking that that's all you actually could ever do. That's the best you're ever going to make. But in all reality, no, you could actually make a lot of changes to who you are and to what you think. And all of a sudden that one bedroom apartment that you're in becomes a very nice, a better house than what you had before. Why? Because you changed who you were. You grabbed and harnessed the power of your divorce to become a better man. If you want help on actually harnessing that power, you want help to become a better, stronger man, somebody who is a higher value in society, you can take the small steps or you can take the next step. And the next step is reaching out, contact me, and let's have a consulting call. Let's talk about what it is you want to accomplish. And when you actually accomplish that, 
you'll blow your own damn mind. Take that next step. Get some coaching done. I can, I can help coach you through this turmoil that is known as the divorce. You want help with that? I've got you. Just all, but you have to take the step. You actually have to hit that, that button. Go to relaxmail.com forward slash coaching. Go there. If you don't, uh, if you don't have the link in the show notes, you can go to relaxmail.com forward slash coaching and down at the bottom. Actually, you'll see buttons through there, through all, all through there that take you to the next step. So guys, with that, I want to thank you very much for listening. If anything I said resonated with you, something that you think a friend of yours needs to hear, take this episode. All the podcast platforms out there these days have a share button. Hit that share button. Share it out onto Facebook and Twitter. Take a screenshot at uh, Relax Mail in the, uh, in the description. I'll reach out and I'll at least uh, tell you thanks for sharing it. Share this out with all the folks you know. Hit that share button. Share it as a as a text message over to a buddy that you know that needs to hear this this information. Where that's why I'm sharing this out. Share. I'm wanting men to become better men, but to be able to do that, they've got to first know that the relax smells out there, and I can't do that without you. And y'all are doing knocking it out of the park that as we continue to grow. So guys, thank you much so much for listening. Please subscribe, like, follow, whatever it is you want to do, however you do on your on your particular app. And that way that's the podcast will arrive in your on your phone each and every week. Thursday, about three o'clock in the morning is when I usually like to get it out. So guys, with that, thanks for listening. Y'all take care. See y'all next week. Till then. Bye.